been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Finessing on them with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 4040 Vision podcast brought to you by Sideline Sports. I'm your host, Khaled Abdallah, and today I have a very special guest, digital media and content creator, Feroz Ali, aka, AKA Feroz17. Uh, if you are a soccer fan, if you're a Chelsea fan, you are very familiar with this man's work. Uh, he's done some incredible videos on his own. He's also done some stuff for uh, MasterCard, the UEFA Champions League, Bayern Munich. And now he's currently working with uh, Bleacher Report as an animation producer. Uh, Feroz is a lifelong Chelsea fan, and we've connected a few times over social media and you know been in touch for a long time. And he was gracious enough to take some time out of his busy schedule to talk about all uh, the stuff that he's worked on, the uh, famous Against All Odds video he made after the 2012 uh, Champions League final that helped launch his career. And he just he's got a great story with uh, a lot of uh, luck and opportunity and everything coming together uh, where he was able to launch this incredible career. So let's jump right in with Feroz. So thank you, Feroz, for uh, hopping on uh, the 4040 Vision podcast with me today. So how are you doing today, man? I appreciate you for having me, you know. Um, it's, it's, good to, it's good to be here finally. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been a while since we've discussed uh, me coming on, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we, we tried a couple of times, but you're a busy guy, man. You're like a world traveler <laughs> all over the place. I can never keep up with you. Yeah, I like to explore the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, where, where did you grow up, man? I was born in Dubai, actually, and spent, uh, I would say, like 12 years there. And then moved to Canada. I consider myself Canadian. And then, you know, uh, pretty much I could say the best years of my life were in Canada. And then eventually, in around 2017, made the move to the Bay. So now I am based in California. Yeah. What what drove that uh, that move? From uh, you were, you grew up outside of Toronto, right? Uh really close to Toronto. Probably I would say a, a city called Mississauga, which is uh, 20 minutes away from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the the thing is. I really, really, really loved Canada, of course, but sometimes it's good to, you know, sort of like challenge yourself and move abroad. Plus the fact that it sort of aligns with my work because it is the media world after all. And a lot of my family lives in the Bay Area. I had the opportunity to come here. So it wasn't like, you know, it was no, um, I would say pretty much it was a no brainer for me because the best weather the best people so you know it's one of those things where i went uh you know abroad there you go it checks all the boxes <laughs> so uh when did soccer become a big part of your life and i guess you know when did chelsea become a big part of your life growing up Ooh, i love this question so i would say right when i was a kid unfortunately my brother who supports united i'm gonna throw up <laughs> he uh sort of like got me into this whole football world along with this video game called fifa of course and you know i turned it on and i used this team called chelsea and there was this italian magician who was one of the best players in the game called Gianfranco zola and i would say from then on it just kicked on and then i started watching the blues and i saw him you know on the tv and it was love at first sight 
I just knew this was my team for sure. Yeah, I, I actually have a similar story. So, so growing up, I mean, we would watch international soccer, mm. uh, World Cups, et cetera. It's just, it was hard to watch the Premier League out here in the U.S. Obviously, it's not like it is now where you have all these streaming options and stuff. Mm. Uh, so fr- my friends and I, we would play Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, yes. So not even FIFA. Um, and they actually didn't have, Chelsea didn't have the rights to the West name. London, West London Blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think it was like pro winning. It wasn't even Pro Evolution at the time. It was called Winning Eleven. Yeah. on the OG Xbox winning 11 8 oh. uh, and I picked that team and I you know once you 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 dig in you start playing with these guys like you start trying to do some research and then you know it it becomes a lifelong fanhood uh which is pretty crazy right it all comes from uh <laughs> from a video game that's amazing to hear man it's it's crazy how we just all got connected we had that moment that like wow moment just to sort of like you know join the special community and club yeah, no, straight. It really is a community, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the the you can connect so easily with folks all over the world, like you yes. have, and you know, like I have on social media. Just mm-hmm. you know, we only have that one thing in common, at least at first, and then it it leads to friendships and stuff. Um, so, when did you start doing, uh, you know, content creation yeah. and video editing and stuff like that? So I would say a, around oh seven oh eight. I actually started just making videos for fun uh, on this. Uh, software called sony vegas just playing around a lot of football compilations back then i actually did it on a lot of flair players like ronaldinho robinho and robin of course as well joe cole and unfortunately or i guess you could say fortunately the forums were around social media was not a thing so i used to just get like really good views back then 100 views were a big deal <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. and then it, it was one of those things where i really enjoyed video editing because it's it's a form of storytelling and i joined a lot of like soccer uh compilation competitions won a few of them and then sort of like that faded out and i didn't pay much attention to it until in 2010 we when we won the premier league I just thought to myself, you know what? Let me let me make a small montage on the Wigan game when we won. I think eight zero. It was yeah, on the last day. Yeah, and I named it when me nine sees a blue paradise in England. And I just po- posted on Facebook, like a Chelsea group on Facebook, and it went viral. And at that time, I was sort of like caught off guard because it, 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 YouTube was not a thing. Um, even on social media, like Twitter was just about to start or there weren't many users. So Facebook mm-hmm. was the main social media platform. And even for this video, I when, when it sort of got like a few hundred views, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should just share it with my friends, even if you don't even support Chelsea. I just shared it with everyone, even my family members. What do you watch football, right? They don't want soccer. So I just was sharing with them. And then Next thing you know, right? Like a lot of people, are like, hey, you got to make another one on the season. You gotta, you gotta continue with this. And and then I said to myself, you know what? It's been a couple of years since I actually made a video. I made this, so maybe, maybe this is my calling. I guess you know. So did you do any formal training, any schooling, or was it just you know learning on the fly? That's the surprising thing. Uh, I did not do any training whatsoever. Of course, my brother. Just like him influencing me in the whole sports soccer world, it was similar where he was video editing, but then I just became obsessed with it. I would say in 07, 08, and then 
had the mini break, and then when Chelsea won the league in 2010, uh, when he won the double, actually. So I, there, there was a lot of uh, content to be made because it was, um, you know, that Wigan game. And then that season, we scored 103 goals, which was the mind-boggling, one of the best, like, football we played under Ancelotti and whatnot. So that along with then the FA Monta. It's uh, just a lot of, I think 2010 was my official, you could say, launch for what I was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's fair to say, or I think I can assume that your big break was the Against All Odds video mm-hmm. in 2012. So you want to tell us about that? Oh, yes. That, you know, it's 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 one of those weird situations that I, I don't want to sound too humble, but every time someone praises me for Against All Odds, I just have to thank just... Drogba, the way the story got told, obviously editing that was a pain uh, and it was an honor to edit that. But just the fact that how it just happened, it felt like, as Lampard said, if they were ever to make a movie about like a team winning the Champions League, I guess now Real Madrid did a phenomenal job last season, but it, it, it was just magical. A lot of scripts, you know, just were written. And when that happened, right, when, obviously Didier scored and I just knew this, this was it. This is a life changing moment for me. Cause not only did I know that I'm going to make one of the best, like sports, I guess you could say montages because of how lucky I am to support the club. And they produced that. But the fact that I feel like I was get, uh, going into college slash university for business and then after against all odds, after I made that, I definitely sort of was like, you know what, maybe I should really stick to video editing and storytelling, you know, but just the way the Taurus thing happened, right? 50 million pounds yep. has been repaid. <laughs> and of course, Drogba being the hero and then the whole manager getting sacked, you know, AVB, Di Matteo coming in, everyone just, you know, everyone contributed. It worked out perfectly. However, it was there was a scare for me because I produced this on my laptop. Like it was like a broken laptop. And it took me, I would say, 30 to 40 tries to save it because of how big the video was, the file, that it wasn't rendering. It wasn't. And I said to myself, this cannot be happening, which is why when I talked to a lot of people, about against all odds, the very first one, I tell them, hey, you know, if you watch now, the quality, it's it says 720p, but it's actually not high definition. It's not. It's just, you know, ah. yeah, the quality is not mm. the greatest because I couldn't save it in that quality. It just was crashing. So the fact that I actually got to, you know, put it out was a big deal because I always tell myself, like, imagine if, because it kept crashing. It was like, I think my last, second last attempt, I'm like, you know what, let me just try this one more time. Hopefully it works. And then I sort of like change the settings to lower the quality. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that came out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see the parallels, right? Your, your perseverance and uh, trying new settings and uh, not giving up, like you said, after 30, 40 tries, just like Chelsea uh, trying to win the Champions League. And it's it was so crazy, man. I remember that season so vividly. And just like you said, like the way it worked out and there is just like a movie with, you know, going down 3-1 to Napoli, the manager getting sacked, et cetera. You know, it, it literally played out like the cheesiest Disney sports movie. Then you get like 
the old veteran striker that's literally going to play his last game for the club, or so we thought, wins it. It was just, you know, like every baseball movie where a guy hits a walk-off home run or Friday Night Lights or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, man. So what, 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 besides that, I mean, what was some of the creative inspiration that went into that video? Did you draw inspiration from any movies that you watched, you know, some try some other video editors that you try to, you know, emulate? Of course. Um, that's a really good point. And no one has asked me that before. So that's a really good question. The one movie, my favorite movie of all time is gladiator. Right. And the final part, the final part of Drogba picking the ball up and him walking to take the penalty. And it, it it's sort of like gave me goosebumps when, you know, the final scenes of Gladiator, how they show flashbacks and stuff as to, you know, spoiler alert for people mm-hmm. who haven't watched it, but, <laughs> you know, it goes back uh, flashbacks. So I'm like, you know what? One of the most uh, painful memories was Moscow for me when Chelsea, you know, obviously lost to United and one penalty mm-hmm. away. And just like, you know, as we, we were talking about how things were just written in the stars with Drogba who missed in 2008, like because he got the red card. He couldn't take the penalty. So John Terry took it. And then John Terry wasn't there. So it was just perfect. Just more, more movie stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so it was perfectly scripted. So I sort of put that Moscow bit. When when I made Against All Odds, I literally went with the flow because of how good the storytelling itself was going to be right napoli organically like it it was already done i just had to combine everything and then towards the end i just said to myself you know what let me just add this this flashback uh scene type thing right when drug was speaking and then that i i myself cannot believe how well that worked it literally it was perfect it just was perfection and to this day everyone cries about that moment because Moscow sort of made Munich a lot, a lot sweeter. And I, I, you know, it's it's weird. It's those moments like if John Terry would have scored in 2008, the penalty, my against Allah's wouldn't have happened. My life would be so different. Same thing with Drogba. Like Drogba scoring that that equalizer in the penalty, my life would be so different. You know, it's fine margins, but for sure, Gladiator was a big inspiration for for this, without a doubt. Yeah. And that was actually going to be my next question. So you mentioned that you were about to go to school or you're starting school to study business. Uh, did you, so you chose to not pursue that and you went into uh, content creation and video editing full-time? Yes. So pretty much um, I, I, I did go to school for a bit um, as uh, uh, in terms of like doing media stuff. So I, I did digital media, started the program and I would say six months in, I'm like, I learned all this in 2008. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like cocky or anything, but I, I I truly believe that if, you know, if let's say you want to be a doctor or an engineer and stuff, and you, you need to make the right steps to pursue that career, that makes sense. But for something like media, it's as good if you actually end up getting like work or with the, with the big companies than going to school because that's the whole process. Like I, I, if I could skip a like step or two, why not? And I got opportunities and I knew like, if I could produce better things for certain companies, why not do that instead of obviously like, you know, um, going to school and stuff. So that also was tricky. Cause I, I remember my parents did not know. So for a year, they thought I was going to school. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to school. 
but I, I was like working with like different companies, like whistle sports and all that, um, you know, but it worked out pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably a tough sell to yeah. uh, some uh, brown parents of for course. sure. Like, hey, I'm dropping out of school <laughs> to do this full time, you know, back then. Yeah, it's not like it is now where, you know, you have all these platforms. Uh, I mean, YouTube was has been around, but uh, still kind of not really in, a, in its infancy, but again, not as you know, prominent as it is now. Yep. Uh, so you mentioned some of the companies that you've worked for, some yeah. really impressive stuff you did for, you worked for MasterCard, yeah. uh, you did some videos for Bayern Munich. Uh, now you're working with Bleacher Report. So what, what's the coolest thing that you've worked on so far, obviously besides Against All Odds? Ooh, I would say, you know, in terms of like a super cool fact, um, a super cool thing in the beginning for instance, my very first official gig from what I recall was the one I did for MasterCard when I got to um, animate, not animate, when I got to make a compilation of the cha- in the Champions League for the Champions League final, right? It was Gareth Bale's thing and Balak was involved in this project too. Um, so that was my very first, I would say, like moments where I, I was like, wow, I'm actually making something for the champions league final and mastercard it, it was like a last minute thing as well it wasn't even you know planned it, they just hit me up because the other guy did a horrible job their other editor uh like their experienced editor and this one person who is a big chelsea supporter she was in charge of this whole uh you know operation to produce this and she's like oh Feroz, you know we're looking for like a last minute thing and I think you'd be the perfect guy. You're a good storyteller. And I was just like, uh, okay, all right, sure. And then I'm getting all these files like from UFI, like the official Champions League anthem. Obviously, you can just uh, listen to any Champions League anthem on YouTube or like you can download a file that's like 2-3 MB. This file was like 150, 200 MB. And I'm like, it's an audio file of the Champions. So I, I still have that. And that quality is just, it's it's in, incredible. I still get goosebumps to that, and I actually use that for the second against all odds, because that's like from the official like UFA people, right? So you know, yeah, it doesn't get more official. Yeah, that. yeah. So that sort of was uh, a wow moment for me, and you know, eventually, obviously, the whole thing I had to transition to doing animations because, uh, as much as I love doing YouTube, in terms of uh, normal soccer compilations. I had to make the switch just because of copyright. Unless yeah. I was yeah. working with the companies, if I wanted to produce my own content back then, it was it was sort of tough because you know I don't own the rights. I didn't have good relations uh, relations with uh, the FA or Chelsea back then because everything was very old school. Um, they didn't like the new people coming around. This whole content creation thing was just not. It was not it. It was not cool to be a content creator. And, you know, there was no respect. So I sort of like accepted that. And then, you know, eventually uh, with that same broken laptop that almost died when I was making against all odds, I was thinking, how do I start monetizing what I'm doing and take it to another level? Of course, I get the laptop and for like two and a half, three months, with a small mouse cursor that was, I don't even know how I did this as well. I started making frames of that final moment of Champions League, uh, you know, victory when Chelsea won, of Drogba's yep, penalty and his that. equalizer. Mm-hmm. 
And usually animations now, when I do animations are like three, 400 frames, that was like, I would say 70, 60, 70 frames, but those 60, 70 frames took me two, three months. And it, that wasn't even from a tablet. That was all from a mouse cursor. And of course I just make that, put it on social media and just like, uh, you know, now obviously animations are a big thing, but back then they were not, sports animations did not exist, like hand-drawn sports animations. And then I just saw my phone blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? And then Grandpa posted it, followed me everywhere, you know, and then I sort of was like, okay, this could be my new thing. Yeah. And before we jump into that, I mean, it's, you made a really interesting point about the teams and leagues and stuff being super old school. I remember the NFL for a while didn't even want teams posting their own highlights on Twitter because they wanted, you know, control over it. And it's, it's really interesting to see the shift where they realize that people like you and content creators are kind of doing their job for them. Like you're promoting the league, you're hyping up players, your teams, and you're obviously going to make some money off of it. But again, you're kind of doing your job for them. So exactly, exactly. At least they're a lot smarter now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not uh, like that. Like you said, back in the day, it was a little bit more old fashioned where they were just holding on really tight to these rights and mm-hmm. licenses and things like that. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Drogba and Michael Ballack. So you've been able to make some friendships with some of these guys. Has it have have all these connections come through your work or have you been able to you know meet them personally and, and spend some time with them that way? Yeah, I I think none of these connections have officially ever come from work. It's been a situation where if I am with them uh, by coincidence, they either recognize me as like, oh yeah, you did that. Or I just tell them my name and we talk for a few minutes and then they realize, or we both realize, oh, we did this, you know, together. Um, Like Balak, I never got to meet him. I was just like a... It was one of those things where, like, he was obviously in Europe. I was still in Canada. The whole thing with Drogba was, I, I'd say, it, the Drogba story is one of the funniest stories because we followed each other, but he he never used to talk that much. Just, you know, it used to be one of those things where it was very small talk, just generic, just him being nice. We never had a special connection over that, but I, I was told, all my friends that if I would ever meet him, I'd tell him how he's changed my life because he truly changed my life, right? <laughs> you know, obviously a lot of people, Chelsea fans say that, but for me, literally my entire yeah, career, no exaggeration. <laughs> my entire career, my life would be different. So I, I was covering, um, I went in as media for uh, t- uh, Toronto FC versus um, Montreal game. And he was in town. I'm like, ah, might as well just go in and just see what's what's happening. And of course, I I see him come out of the locker room, and I'm like, oh, this is like it, it's it's a it's a very weird feeling to sort of explain because you got to understand everyone is just a human, but at the same time, these are like your superheroes, right? Just you just sort of tell yourself, is this real life? So I saw him, and he was walking. While he was walking, there was another Chelsea fan waiting to interview him or just talk to him. Uh, he was a Chelsea fan because he had like the Chelsea 2012 top a journalist. And I told him, listen, if you want to talk to Drogba, let me do the talking for the first 10 seconds. I promise you he will stay. And the, the guy was really old and he was old school. So he also was not too convinced. And I'm like, trust me, trust me. And then, of course, Drogba 
started walking and then I'm like, I knew, I knew me saying this would get a reaction, which is why I said what I said, because when I explained this, people take it the wrong way, just to clear it up. When Drapa was walking, I looked at Drapa. The first thing I just say is Didier. Obviously, good to meet you. You know who I am, right? You recognize me, right? That's what I said. In my <laughs> head, in my head, obviously, I'm I'm saying mm-hmm. there's no way this guy knows me. I just did that to get like uh oh, like you know, that's gonna get stops. a reaction for exactly. Sure. So he's walking with a basketball player named Bismarck Biambo. Um, so he's mm-hmm. walking and then he's like looking at me, he's like just going like no he looked confused i'm like come on bro like obviously like you're fooling around you know you know and then he's like no and then the journalist was with me he's like oh god what is this guy doing right right because it's so embarrassing but you know right now i wouldn't do those things uh however after like 10 seconds i'm like come on man i made your animation and his jaw dropped he was like froze it's you good to meet you bro and then i'm like oh okay like it that worked. Was, that was it, that was a close call. And then, of course, uh, I got his number. I something came over. I'm like, hey, can I can I get your number? He's like, yeah, sure. And yeah, so that was my first, I would say, proper connection where a Chelsea player sort of like knew who I was, like mm-hmm. I, not as a fan anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen that you you've been connecting with John Terry right. on I think a lot of like NFT stuff. So what what? I mean, of these relationships with Drogba and Terry and all these other folks, what sort of professional opportunities have they led to? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like John Terry, um, it's first of all, the whole Drogba thing. There's a reason why uh, Gold.com, Bleacher and a lot of other companies when I, you know, when I do freelance, they saw all that because of Drogba's shout out. Mm-hmm. So in terms of all the animation gigs that I've gotten, it's because of Drogba posting it because it's still up on his Instagram. It's still up on his Twitter. Um, that's when I think in 2017 when or 2015 when he did this, Bleacher made an article about this that's still up when I did not work for them, you know. Um, so in terms of like exposure, for sure, 100% Drogba that's all did here john so changed your is, life twice basically exactly and john Terry's <laughs> thing is so different because um uh i sort of got on to this whole nft trend because it sort of like mixes art with technology and sports and i just love that industry and when i was looking into it and trying to like talk to footballers whenever i can i saw john sort of was posting on um on a social media, does anyone know anything about NFTs? And a lot of people are like, oh, talk to Froze, talk to Froze. And before this, I never had a proper one-on-one connection with JT. It was always like, oh, it's it's a Chelsea like fan. Like he never knew my videos uh, from what I recall. He watched against our odds, but that's because someone from Chelsea TV sent it to him that he loved. Um, but it was never a connection like that. However, what happened was, eventually i just tweeted i'm like bro like let's let's get this done let's 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 talk right and then he kept liking my tweets i'm like bro okay you're liking just give me a follow right i had to shoot my shot and nothing he didn't follow or anything for a week and then i just wake up to john Terry follow me i'm like oh nice i'm like should i should i be that guy and message him <laughs> nah you know what what the hell so I, that's what i did i got aired nothing no response for a few days, no response for a week, no response for two weeks, no response for a month. And if I'm publicly tweeting him 
it's it's like once in a while he'll reply to me or he would and this is what exactly happened and i'm like oh you know what it's he's a busy guy it's fine uh, he's my hero in terms of like everything he's achieved at the club his captaincy and stuff so you know in terms of like that i was i was really happy but then what happened was this see, i'm so glad you brought this up what what happened was at, at the time when i least expected i, I went through a horrible breakup uh, earlier uh, this year or should i say end of last year it was around that time and i just i'm put everything online whatever i'm going through i just posted so i just you know made a tweet as to like hey i'm going through stuff like i'm going to be taking a break uh you know just um so yeah like just posted that next thing you know i got a message from jt like oh bro you are so courageous for writing that i respect you let me know if you want to ever want to talk don't worry i'm with you and i was like wait so i wrote about nfts and you're talking about my personal life like not football or soccer or anything related oh okay wow and then we went in deep like we connected to a level where for me that's why everyone every time someone asks me who is your favorite player it's without a doubt jt because him and i are it's not even like soccer talk it's we are like friends because of like he basically you know the conversation him him and i had was like a conversation your best friend and like you will have like when you're going through something right so when he was there for my lowest times i just respected him and then we just interacted uh you know and then he was asking me tips for nfts and other things um you know and i i told him what i had to tell him and unfortunately what happened was um people that he was partnered up with sort of like screwed him over uh in, in yeah. the nft mm-hmm. space and unfortunately for me because a lot of people think i was involved in this we just laughed off about it we're like you know it's 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 horrible luck because every time i'm on reddit and they talk about john curry and i come up on the conversation they were like oh it's the guy who screwed him over and they they're like, even J, jt is like no like you had nothing to do with it it was just something else and it's one of those things where I said time and time again, NFTs, 99% of them are going to crash. The top 1% are going to succeed and you just got to find the right thing. But having said that, like John, same thing. I met up with him in Dubai. Um, you know, it, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going on and on and on. No, no, uh, please okay. do. You're the guest. So, so like even the whole thing with, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about the Abu Dhabi thing later, later on in the story for the Club World Cup, if you want to hear Oh yeah, that was one of my questions. I I, I know that you because were I don't there. want to go on. Yeah, so so please. No, no, please do. I mean, I I know that was uh kind of a seminal moment in in the club's history. I know we had a chance um, previously to win it. I believe we lost to Atletico Madrid. Was it that? Uh, it was uh, Corinthians. Corinthians. That's right. That's right. Back after the uh, 2012 season, which was a rough rough year after the Champions League 100 uh, final. So yeah, I mean, tell me about that experience. It seemed like it was just incredible you get to meet a lot of the, the players on the team and yeah. you know see us become world champions so yeah tell me about that yeah no like it's it's funny how you brought that up the whole thing with corinthians because this is chelsea football club right it's literally we go from being the best team in the world to like disastrous things to obviously the roller coaster it, it, this this whole past year right just just have a look at it um, but even the whole thing with the club all cup, it was really emotional for me because as I said earlier on in the pod, I was born in Dubai. 
Uh, and this was happening in Abu Dhabi because it was initially going to happen in Japan and then I think somewhere in the UK. Uh, and then they sort of were like, nah, we got to do it in Abu Dhabi because of the, the whole COVID scare. Um, so that's what happened. And then, of course, my friends and I, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to go for sure, 100%. And the team was there and JT was not going to be there as well. He was going to be in England training with the under 21s um, and doing his thing. I'm like, okay, cool. Fair enough. I'm going to go. And this was all a coincidence. When I do go there, I find out I'm staying at the same hotel as a team. And I'm like, Oh, cool. This, this you will sure be you fun. didn't plan that. I'm like, this will be fun. Unfortunately, what happened was um, I was going in as media like a few months before for the club world cup but because a lot of my family members unfortunately got covid over here and covid in dubai as well i was like you know what i'm not gonna go so it became like i'm going i'm not going return the media pass in the last minute i'm like you know what i'm gonna go it's fine so i went and then at the, at the hotel unfortunately um one day before i landed we found out that tukul has covid so the players were in a strict bubble like no one can meet them unless you have a media pass and the, the hotel was the Ritz, which is one of the most like beautiful hotels. And it was like a palace pretty much. Um, so when I was there, just, you know, the, the experience was phenomenal. Obviously, um, the players are just walking around and I see Reese James there. I see, like all, all of them are just like there. Right. And then same thing. I, I was talking to, I went to Reese. I, I was taking on the cake. Can I get a picture? Because he was injured. Unfortunately, he still is injured. Um, but he was, he was there and I, Looked at him. I'm like, hey, can I get a picture? He's like, sure, no problem. I take a picture. And then apparently when <laughs> apparently when I was taking the picture with him, he made a really weird face as to like, I think I know this guy face, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's what my friend told me. And then I, t- I, t- I tell Reese, Re- oh, how's your recovery going? He's like, it's going good, bro. You know, like just, you know, I'm trying to take it day by day. I'm like, nice. Um, and then that that's pretty much it. He went upstairs to his room. Two minutes later, he's like liking like 20, 30 on my pictures i'm like wait a minute so okay and then like he posted my photo on his instagram and then my friend is like see i told you like and then from what i recall going back to that topic reese jt and i had like a whole conversation on twitter a few months ago so maybe from that he connected the dots and then he figured out that was me um but i don't want to drag this uh abu dhabi story too much but obviously we won the club world cup magical the place where i was born it was just spectacular but the last day i'm like yo john can can i meet up with you like face to face it'll be cool and he's like yeah you know what like uh, let's just uh let's just see if you're gonna be in the same area if not hit me up i'm like oh cool um and i was waiting and waiting and waiting i'm like oh you know i still haven't seen him you know this is this is so weird and then i'm there and then he sort of like approaches me he sees me he's like oh bro it's nice to see you and i'm like he's he's walking here i i was like freaking out and the the most bizarre moment of my life was when i was talking to him uh, my friends were there we took pictures videos whatever and he looks at me goes like Feroz, is it okay if i post this on twitter uh yeah and <laughs> I was like, sure. And I got in, you know, took photos, whatever, got in the car. And then I realized I have a video with him from my camera, but the photos we took, they were on his camera mm. from his phone. 
And I, to this day, cannot believe he was asking me if he could post a photo of, like, of us. That's, you know, that's magical. But, you know, that was one of the greatest moments of my life because that whole thing with JT is happening. Chelsea is officially the best club in the world, the Club World Cup. Mm-hmm. Roman is our owner. Everything is good. And then, of course, the following month, you know what happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it's the Chelsea roller coaster, man. Like you said, yes. one, one season or one month, we're the best club in the world. And then the next one, we don't have an owner because of... Always. You know, always. <laughs> there's always something happening. Always something interesting, some kind of drama. Yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, so what are, what have you been spending your time on these days? What are you working on these days? Oh, I love this. Um, basically... The good thing is because of what I'm doing, a lot of like times I get to sort of like have the creative, the creative um, control. So for certain projects, honestly, the past year, because unfortunately I broke my elbow, <laughs> like bad. I did see that. I hope yeah. you're feeling better. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Doing a lot better. So I couldn't do like a lot of my work for like six months. So I sort of switched to delegating. And doing stuff behind the scenes in terms of like getting people together, content creators together, producing things in terms of like that when it comes to like Chelsea and Premier League or other leagues and stuff. So that's what I've been doing and I'm enjoying this. And I saw it as a blessing as a disguise because obviously uh, it's one of those things where you can't keep doing the same thing again and again and again. As much as I love storytelling, there's so many forms of it where I'm like, okay, montages animations not doing delegate like delegating behind the scenes so it's cool to like do all these different things um you know so i'm trying to like produce more like i would say uh, i'm not gonna say documentaries but more things in terms of like short form content because that's a thing now you know and you gotta Mm -hmm. adapt with the situation um but yeah like uh obviously the whole thing happened we won the champions league last season and um, I mean, two seasons ago and then against all odds is something I had to produce again. Right. And yeah. that sort of gave my um, career launch for the second time for people who mm-hmm. forgot about me in terms of like, you know, because uh, I guess after a certain point, as much as I love being on camera and doing stuff, it's good to be behind the scenes. And I was doing that before, but this past year, I've been doing that a lot. Yeah. You always have to reinvent yourself. That, that's the way it is. And I mean, you said for people who forgot about you, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's just, it's a whole new generation of fans. I mean, it's literally 10 years apart. If you think about where you were 10 years ago versus yes. now and all the, the kids that watched it, you know, when they were kids and now they're they're adults and now they have a, a new against all odds. So it's just a whole different generation. Uh, so where where can we find your work? I know you're working with Leecher Report, but is there anywhere else where people can can follow you and See what you're up to? 100%. So all my socials are on my, well, I have the thing called like Linktree, but everything is Fero17. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, everything is uh, Fero17. YouTube, of course, uh, that's what I go by. And all my content is going to be there. And yeah, for sure. Like, make sure you guys check it out. And I, I, I would say just like, there are a few things that I'm, until it's officially done i'm not gonna say what it is but just uh just stay tuned for you know especially if you're a chelsea supporter i, I love to hear it i yes. can't wait to see what comes up all right so last question before we go mm-hmm. uh let me get a season prediction for for chelsea for all the competitions we're still in where where do we end up oh you know i 
I think Chelsea is going to go really far in the Champions League final. I mean, uh, in the Champions League, why well, I said final. And I realistically see us actually making it to the final if, if, if Reese James recovers in time. That's how important he is for me. As oh, absolutely. For, He's our best player. Exactly. As for where we're going to finish in the league and how many trophies we're going to win, I would say maybe maybe an FA Cup would be nice along with coming third, unfortunately. I see us coming third. Um, unless somehow we make some a couple of big signings um, in January, right? Because if 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 our team was fully fit, if Chelsea was fully fit right now, I would say second. That's how confident mm-hmm. I am, you know. And fi- unfortunately, I see City just walking away with it because Holland is a cheat code. Um, yeah. Arsenal, I still think they're not gonna they're not gonna do well. So, which is why the only reason I'm sort of saying. There it is because of our unfortunate luck with injuries. Yeah, it's it's going to be a weird season too with the World really Cup in the season. middle and you know Conte being out and then James. So who knows what's going to happen? But uh, January is going to be a big big month for us, and then we'll we'll see what happens after that. But I'll take that. I'll take a Champions League final appearance and uh, another and an trophy or two. And an FA Cup. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Well, cool man. Really appreciate you. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, so thank you for for hopping on uh you know telling us about your journey and then all the cool things that you've been able to accomplish and how this club and uh, you know drug but well not just drug but the club in, in general has, has really changed your life no i really appreciate you for having me um thank you so much once again thank you so much to feroz ali uh for coming on to the 4040 vision podcast you can find all of his work at feroz 17 on all the social media platforms that he mentioned also, make sure to follow, like, and subscribe us as well as Feroz. You can find us at face on Facebook at the 4040 Vision Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 4040 Vision Pod. And of course, on all the major podcasting spot platforms, Spotify, Apple, Overcast, et cetera, et cetera. So once again, thank you, everybody. Appreciate you guys listening and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. She see money all around me.